0: podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk. We have had, well wow, a fantastic week of weather, haven't we? It's just been beautiful glorious blue skies. We've enjoyed warm weather, even a warm wind at times. It's brilliant how the summer, although it's fleeting, how beautiful it is, how great it is to be able to see the the lush green landscape around us with the backdrop of the, the beautiful blue sky. And it's been a really enjoyable week for that this past week. And also you can see in creation, you can really just soak it in, can't you, during the summer months, just to enjoy all that the Lord has created, all that God has put into place. It's magnificent, as you see the lush green trees, and even the fruit trees now are beginning to bear fruit. They're beginning to show, and that's exciting because we know then that harvest is just around the corner. Everything is growing so quick. And when we think about the trees, really the fruit trees, That's really where we're going to hone in on today as we look into the word in Luke chapter 6. Just a few verses today, verse 46 through 49. We're going to have a look as it's titled in the NIV, The Wise and Foolish Builder. As Jesus has been teaching um, the people that have been gathered around him, he's encouraging those who've been there to, to listen But not just to listen, but to apply all that Jesus has been teaching, all that he's been saying so that they would apply the word to their lives. So let's see what Jesus has said. Let's see what um, he has in mind with this picture of the fruit tree then for us as we read what uh, the word's about to say. When we focus in on the wise and foolish builders. Let's see what the Lord has got to say to us today. So Luke chapter six, verse 46 through 49. Got my Bible here with me. The words will be on the screen. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not what I say? As for everyone who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice, I will show you what they are like. They are like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on the rock. When the flood came, the torrent struck the house, but could not shake it because it was well built. But the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. The moment the torrent struck that house, it collapsed and its destruction was complete. And we pray, as always, that as we read the word, that the Lord would just bless it to us, that he'd just open up our hearts and our minds, that we would just see what he's saying to us today. We had a look midweek on Wednesday at our Bible study, at Peter as he said something very similar to what Jesus is saying here in verse 46 as as Jesus says why do you call me Lord Lord and do not what I say Peter said surely not Lord as we saw um, in in the verses from uh, Acts last week but it's uh, during the week sorry but essentially what we're seeing here is a contradiction in terms in essence it's how can we, as Jesus is pointing here, how can we say Lord, Lord, and not do what He says? And the same for Peter, as He said, surely not, Lord. It just doesn't work. And what Jesus is honing in on here, and of course, um, what we read from the Word uh, with Peter, is that actually, that if that God is Lord of our lives, then we live in such a way that we're doing everything that he says because we trust him, because we know that he has our best interests at heart. So we step in faith, knowing that God is in absolute control. We're seeing here in verse 46 that we can potentially call him Lord. The words can come out of our mouth. But if we're not doing what the word says, then very simply, it's a contradiction. We're just saying the words. It's just lip service. And that really is what Jesus is saying here. He says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, master in essence, Lord, and do not what I do not do what I say. Jesus is challenging those listening to put his teaching into practice. He covers a tree and its fruit, as I've mentioned during the introduction, just prior to where we're at now in verse 43 through 45 of, of Luke chapter 6. And he says this, he says, no good tree bear uh, bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognised by its own fruit. And that really now then is where we're seeing as Jesus moves into the wise and foolish builders. It shows what our heart is doing. It shows where our foundation is, that the fruit that we bear very much can be on display and people we can, the Lord can see essentially what's going off in here. Listen then to verse 47 and verse 48. As for everyone who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice, I will show you what they are like. They are like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on the rock. When the flood came, the torrent struck at the house, but could not shake it because it was well built. Jesus here uses a simple building analogy. He shows us, the reader, and of course tells the crowd around him the benefit of being a hearer and a doer of the word. That when the storm comes, we will stand. If we're hearers and we're doers of the word, when the storm comes, we will stand. And that's the key point here, when the storm comes. Not if, not perhaps it may be, but know when the storm comes, it will come, we will stand. If we're applying the word, if we are living the word, then Jesus says that we'll know there's a storm, but because we've dug down deep, because we've laid our foundation on the rock, then we will withstand all that is thrown at us. It says, uh, the, the answer to it is at the end of verse 48, where it says, because it was well built. You see, the house can stand firm because its foundations were on the rock, because it's well built. It's not just been merely placed on anything, no foundation at all. No, the foundations have been dug deep enough to reach down to that bedrock, so the house will stand. You know, when we think about the things that we have in life. We look around material things, and isn't it nice when something's well built? It's really nice, isn't it, to see its quality. You can feel it, not just see that it looks beautiful, but actually that you can touch and feel the quality of the build, that attention has been paid to every single detail, that time has been taken to get every part right. It's really nice to see that, isn't it? To feel the quality of something. And that's what God wants for us in our lives on a day-to-day basis. He wants us to be well-built, that our foundations are on that solid rock. But we have to fill our lives with the right things, don't we? This is the challenge for us on a day-to-day basis, We have to fill our lives with the right things. What are the right things? Well, we fill our lives with what the word says. We fill our lives with worship. We fill our lives with praise and adoration for God. We fill our lives with hearing what the word says, with reading what the word says. We fill our lives with those things. We fill our lives with with the word, not the world. We fill our lives with the word, not the world. Quite simply, we fill our lives with things that stir our affection for Jesus. That's what we want to do on a day-to-day basis. And sometimes we have to really focus on doing that because life takes hold. But we want to fill our lives with things that stir our affection for Jesus. The alternative to not doing this, as we see in verse 49, let's read that together, says this, but the one who hears my words, so we're still hearing... The one who hears my words, but does not put them into practice. So the hearers, but not doers. Um, So those that still hear my word uh, and do not put them into practice, like a man who built his house on the ground without a foundation. The moment the torrent struck, look, very clear, it will happen. The moment the torrent struck that house, it collapsed and its destruction was complete. Now we see the opposite to what we've been looking at. A person who's built their life on a solid foundation of the word. A person who's heard and has done. A person who are hearers and doers of the word. Now we see a person who hears but doesn't apply. Somebody who just merely lets it go in one and out the other. So often the word is portrayed as rules and regulations but truthfully it's a perfect life manual that's what the word is for we have the complete canon of scripture to show us the love story to show us that God loves us that he cares about us but also to show us how to live how to act how to behave so that we have a perfect life manual you know if we bring that for us, maybe on a day to day, you know, if you're repairing a car, you, you have the, the option to buy a specific manual called a Haynes manual for that very vehicle so that you can see how to repair it. Somebody's taken the time to take it apart and put it back together so that you can follow the instructions in order for you to get the repair right. Also, you know, if you were building and making a complex cake, baking something intricate that that requires attention, then, well, you know, I I thought about a a specific cake for this. And uh, a malted chocolate drip cake apparently is extremely complex. I've never tried. Uh, But apparently it's complex. Well, what would you do? Well, you'd follow the recipe card, the instruction card, wouldn't you? on how to do it, because you want that cake to be right. Much like the car, you want the repair to be right. You want the cake to be right. You follow the instruction. With both, you wouldn't deviate from the plan, would you? You wouldn't deviate from the instructions unless you wanted that car not to start, or unless you wanted the cake to have that savage problem you know the one the soggy bottom there's nothing worse is there you just wouldn't deviate from the instructions they may look the part but they will not stand the test you know God has given us the manual to life it's here the very word of God why then should we deviate or think that we know best? And I'm not saying you do, but I know that there are instances where we can wander and we can take our eyes off, uh, the, off the prize. We can lose focus. You know, our challenge, church, in these difficult times too, as always, is to keep in the word. Our challenge is to keep worshipping, our challenge is to keep praising, to keep him at the very centre of our lives. Keep in the word, keep looking, keep studying, keep searching, because these are the things that we need to do. We hear and we do because that's what the word calls us to do. That way we're laying a firm foundation on solid rock knowing that we are then ready for any storm because we're firm on the solid foundation. You know, church, we have an opportunity to focus on what God has called us to do. We have an opportunity to read the word, to to apply it to our lives. We are so blessed. We shouldn't take it for granted. That we in these times, in a time of grace, have time to read, to digest, to understand, and to apply the word to our lives on a day to day. Let's pray, shall we? That God would help us. Let's pray that God would give us strength, that we would have the discipline, and that we will stand firm on that solid foundation. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for your word. Father, we thank you for its encouragement. We thank you, Lord, that you've shown us really clear that the storm will come. And Father, if we are applying the word on a day-to-day basis, then no matter how big the storm, we'll be able to stand. Father, we thank you for so many in our churches that are able to bear testimony to being rooted on that solid foundation That when the storms of life have come, that Father, that they have stood the test. And I just pray, Lord, that you would continue to be with us and strengthen us. We pray for any, Lord, that are going through those very storms right now, whatever they might be, Lord, that you would just help them to anchor to that firm foundation, that they would know that you're in control and that the storm will come, but Father, that they will stand. Lord, just help us to focus on your word. Help us to keep you at the very centre of all we do. And we just thank you, Lord God, again for the very blessing that we have to be able to look into your word together. Just continue to be with us now as we continue our worship. We ask these prayers in Jesus' precious name. Amen.